This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. This is Charging Ahead, a four-part research podcast about our attitudes towards motoring and our perceptions of electric vehicles. My name is Sam Hales and I'm a science communication master's student here at the University of Otago. In this podcast, we're going to be unwrapping the results of the New Zealand Motoring Attitudes and Perceptions Survey to get an insight into what Kiwis think of electric vehicles, how much we drive on average, and if we still believe a lot of the EV misconceptions that have been doing the round since day one. We're going to hear from a varied group of our survey participants, including EV owners, non-EV owners, and those of us who are against EVs altogether, to unpack some of the barriers to adoption and what we can do to overcome them. Isn't driving just so easy? As a way of getting around, there couldn't be anything more effortless. Other than, say, getting a taxi or other ride-sharing vehicle, the car has done so much for personal freedom and easy transportation. Us Kiwis love our cars. We have one of the highest rates of vehicle ownership in the world, and on average across the population, we each own more than one car. The data discussed in this next section was collected via the New Zealand Motoring Attitudes and Perception Survey, or NZ Maps. We surveyed 870 individuals from July 2nd to September 18th, 2020. This survey was open to anyone over the age of 17, and ownership of a vehicle was not necessary. In a nutshell, the survey was designed to find out the correlations between the attitudes towards electric vehicles in three distinct groups. Electric vehicle owners, so anyone who owned a battery EV, non-electric vehicle owners open to going electric, and non-EV owners resistant to going electric. Towards the end of the survey, we asked EV owners if they would ever go back to owning an internal combustion vehicle after their electric vehicle. Obviously the effect of owning an EV is remarkably positive, with over 70% of our 246 EV owner survey participants reporting that they would never go back to petrol. I've saved about $22,000 in petrol since I've had the vehicle. Viewing out petrol everywhere, it's always bothered me all my life. <laughs> and finally I have the option that to look at something that has no emissions sitting in traffic all day. Um, and then later it's like, oh, and we save money. That's an extra bonus. And the more I looked into it, the more bonuses, like charging at home. I didn't realize how much more convenient it is than going to a petrol station every week. There's so many things in life that are a trade-off that, you know, if it's good for the environment, it's bad for the economy, or that's what people say. And EVs just aren't that. They're just a win-win. There are many positives to EVs, which we'll discuss further in our next episode. Let's continue on with speaking to our non-EV owners. In our survey, we asked participants if they would be willing to be interviewed about some of the topics raised in the survey. These interviews were mainly conducted over Zoom, in order to get a wide range of participants rather than just local ones here in Dunedin. We started by asking what barriers were currently stopping them from adopting an electric vehicle. The main barrier, I mean, cost is, is one. Where we are, we don't have uh, any off-street parking or, or a garage. Um, and so, the, of course, that makes it really difficult to, to charge an EV regularly. 
Um, where I work, there's nowhere to plug it in either. So it's it sort of, for us, it's, it's relatively impractical at this stage. Um, I know Wellington City Council have, in some suburbs, have been putting in sort of, um, you know, like sort of EV charging points on streets and things, which I think is an awesome idea. If they can expand that, I think that's great. Convenience. I suppose we go with what we know, don't we? It's kind of old habits die hard. It's not something that I've been used to. And I know that the initial investment, from what I understand, is is quite expensive. I know they say it pays off in the long term, but the initial investment is more than you would pay for the average car that runs on diesel or petrol. I mean, to me, the, the uh, issue with EVs is, as you possibly uh, alluded to, is, is the... Um, uh, the battery power, you know, how long does it, I mean, if I, if I go on vacation and if, when I go to on vacation in New Zealand, I go on long road trips, you know, and uh, I, it, it does matter to me if, <laughs> if I, if I go, you know, 500 kilometers in a day that I do have um, some, some way to, uh, to recharge. Because I do a lot of open road driving um, and I like to drive into sort of quite regional and rural places that wouldn't possibly have the charging infrastructure. Um, you know, in New Zealand, we do, we are improving and regarding our, our charging infrastructure. Um, and I know someone who has an electric car in the Coromandel and he's done 50,000 Ks um, and he has had no problems. But I, I like to think that, you know, if I want to go for a drive out to the East Cape out by Gisborne and Ruatoria, um, that I'd have no problems. And if I did get stuck, I wouldn't be sitting in some farmhouse for eight hours charging up my car. Our survey results showed that us Kiwis like to keep our cars for a very long time on average. Our national vehicle fleet is one of the oldest in the developed world, and our buying trends tend to show this. The majority of both EV owners and non-EV owners open to change tended to keep their vehicles for four to six years, However, over a quarter of resistant non-EV owners kept their cars for 10 years or more, compared to less than 20% of the other two groups. I presently have got a reasonably modern car, so um, the likelihood of me um, changing that would be quite slim at the moment. So, um, So the likelihood of me possibly doing it there's a very slim chance if I won lotto maybe but um, not in the not in the near future yeah because you tend to keep cars for quite a long time I saw I believe yes um you know 10 plus years yeah yeah Yeah. you know then after a while once they start costing money then we'd look at changing them so so I think once our car dies, uh, we are probably going to buy an EV. Right now, I do not want to get rid of my car right now. It's, it's, it's a Toyota Corolla, which is just, you know, you can't kill it. Um, it is reliable. I don't see the need to add to consumer waste by buying a new car if I don't have to. Um, I find it environmentally probably more sensible to hang on to my car till it really dies and and then buy an the environmentally friendliest car that I can possibly have or potentially go into car share or something like that with an EV. I'm still stingy so I'm not going to throw away a new car until a few years have gone by 
Um, the, we'd had the golf for seven years and it was still beautiful and new. So I felt quite extravagant, but it was getting the electric and falling in love with the other aspects of the car did it. So right now, my thinking is going to be that it will be at least six or seven years. And I'd also be looking for something where you don't have to have this basically to me a primitive business of sitting there waiting while the battery charges. I'm looking at other technologies and not production yet. There are a variety of other technologies that give hope. In many other developed nations, government incentives are available for people looking to go electric. We asked our participants what incentives they thought would be the most effective at driving up adoption rates. I suppose a good government incentive could be that you, if you have an electric vehicle, I don't know how you would monitor it, but you could at the end of the tax year on your tax returns, you might be able to claim back X amount because you aren't using petrol. Um, I'm not sure how you'd work that, but I think that could be some sort of government scheme where you can claim X amount back on, on the vehicle because you're not, you're not using petrol or diesel. I think if they did provide subsidies on electric cars, I think for the normal person, um, it would make sense. I think because of how our, um, our car market is in New Zealand, um, those subsidies would have to apply to uh, grey imports from Japan um, and overseas because, uh, as I said, most people don't spend um, their money on a brand new car. So it'd have to apply to those second-hand cars that are imported. Um, however, um, I don't think it's fair that we'd subsidise, you know, say $5,000 um, for Mr. Remiera to go and buy a Tesla um, when you've got people living in South Auckland that have only got a budget of $5,000 and you need to go and buy a second-hand Honda Odyssey. It's yeah. just not a very equal and fair policy to do that. I think getting a grant would be good, but at the moment, for me, it's not something that would sway me. Um, <clears throat> because I'm still currently using the vehicle that I'm, you know, using. It's a more of a modernish car, so. I mean, I, to be honest, I haven't thought about it in great deal. You hear all the stories about how they kind of do tax incentives or, you know, discounts or they're not paying road user charges and all that kind of thing. Um, I wonder whether some of those things are a little bit short-sighted. You know, you can cut road user charges all you like, but we still need to... You know, the cars are still going to use the road, that kind of thing. Um, and also, I, I kind of don't want them to make a normal car so damn expensive that nobody can possibly ever use it. For most people, a car is merely a way of getting from A to B. However, our survey has shown that there are a significant number of us who consider ourselves car enthusiasts. Electric vehicles have long been seen as weak commuter vehicles, unable to fulfil the demands of those with 98 unleaded running through their veins. This is despite the fact that some of the fastest accelerating cars in the world on sale today are in fact EVs. So can EVs really ignite the spark of the car lover? Um, I think probably as a, as a, a motoring enthusiast, I think um, I've driven a lot of varied um, types of cars and I often find I've, I've found after driving an electric car that it's quite antiseptic it's quite there's no variation um, when it comes to electric cars essentially you've got the motor 
um, and a Tesla only got a motor and a Nissan Leaf. Um, and the only difference is how many kilowatts it's got. I think when you talk about, I think, you know, we're car enthusiasts and uh, most people don't understand that, you know, when you drive a car, cars have emotions, they have character. Um, and when you look at some of the new upmarket electric cars, they don't have that sort of, you know, you don't have that gear change. When you look at, you know, different types of cars, a Subaru WRX drives very different to very differently to my diesel Alfa Romeo. Uh, will drive very differently to a um, to an AMG Mercedes. You know that you got that variance, but you just don't get that variance with electric cars. I mean, we've all seen how fast Teslas are and and that sort of thing. But do you think that electric cars in general can satisfy the demands of the average car enthusiast? If you like, if you love lots of gear changing and loud exhausts, they're not for you. But if you love that sheer, quiet, silent, rocket-like feeling of accelerating away, I think, and get the performance wrong of the handling, I think it would, a lot of people would be enthusiastic for them. Yeah, yeah, I have a, um, a Toyota 86. Oh, so yeah. Manual gearbox, petrol engine, um, as few driver aids as possible. And I don't want to ever have to give that up. I would like to supplement it with something which I can do the boring, mundane trips in, which makes sense um, both sort of financially but from a, an environmental point of view. Um, and to be honest, we're probably going to do that if we pick up a hybrid in the near future. But I don't see that ever being a replacement for somebody who really enjoys driving. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Charging Ahead. In our upcoming episode, we'll be hearing from EV owners themselves about the ins and outs of EV ownership and what they would say to people who are apprehensive about adopting an EV. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye for now. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand On the Air.